Beautiful. Have you guys heard of this new crazy Mormon sensation called soaking? <laughs> no, but I'm excited to hear about it. Are we on here? Yeah, we're on. So apparently uh, teenagers in, in Utah, uh, and I found this out because it went viral on TikTok or something like that. Uh, and just to rephrase, it's called soaking? Soaking. Yeah, like you were soaking a pool or a hot tub or something like that. Okay. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested. Point is, where I want to know where you think this is going. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to episode four of Bro Taste This. I am accompanied by Juan, Luis Pablo, and I am Jay motherfucking May. This week, we talk about service industry. The Gab and Yeezy collab, you know, we all care about that, um, as well as our experience in sports. Um, and then a few stories about these delinquents blacking out. Um, so thank you for joining us and enjoy. I'm assuming. Oh! Actually, I do know what this is. Soaking is where they don't hump. The dick strictly goes in and there's no movement. So it's just getting soaked. Yep. But you're going to end up with a little like gummy worm, you know? <laughs> if it's, you know when you're in the pool for too long? <laughs> if it's just in there and there's <laughs> yeah. no, no movement. When you're in the pool. For, What's the point of that? It's so, so that, that they feel like they're still virgins after. Yeah. Because they feel like that the sex part is like the thrusting and like yeah the orgasm part of it rather than yeah exactly just we all, penetration we all know that if you don't I orgasm you're still a virgin no this is just like a a teenager like abstinent type of um whatever happened to just putting it in the butt <laughs> that that also that counts. is a thing that, that still counts yeah, yeah that, that is counts. A, well it counts as like you're still a virgin yeah depending yeah. on which church you go to exactly yeah I mean, I'm still a virgin in that case. That sounds worse. That sounds like <laughs> I, I was reading about some other teenagers who, while they practice that, they have a friend come over and jump on the bed next to them so that they have, like, <laughs> mini thrusts, but it's not technically their fault. So, yeah, no, right. They're yeah. just... They're just... Yeah. Can you, can, you, can you just imagine what they think, like, God is like? You know, like... <laughs> This almighty omnipotent. Yeah. Well, it says here on September 22nd that you did insert her and your best friend was jumping on the bed. Technically, not your fault. You're going to get a pass. <laughs> You're going to be able to make it in, bro. You go on in. I guess so, man. For sure. These kids are very smart. They've been yeah. around it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I can even be mad. You guys, even, you guys broke the rules. <laughs> Y'all lawyered the, the shit out of me. <laughs> exactly so uh welcome boys we're uh, uh episode four i am luis pablo and uh across from me we got a slightly different arrangement we got uh jay motherfucking may and to my left we have uh jb we got juan barbosa arguably the most famous jb that i know no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> how are you guys today i'm doing great doing how great. about yourself how about you guys i'm doing well george chilling the the date is uh september 30th uh, my heart rate is at 84, and I've burnt 2,100 calories so far. I love that we're always getting updates on his heart rate. Yeah. I feel... One day it's going to be at 44, and you guys going to be like, are you okay? <laughs> are you going to be all right? Lance Armstrong over here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, happy National Podcast Day. 
Ooh. That is actually national podcast today. So uh, episode four, we got a good uh, good running, and we're part of the the bigger trend of uh, filming in your second bedroom. So I'm having a great time so far. I hope the listeners are. I hope you both are as well. Across from me, I think we're having a great time. Yeah. This is a fun little passion project we have. Going exactly, on, you know? exactly. So uh, one day we're on uh, the Food Network. We'll get to look back at these moments and uh, enjoy them. This is a come up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, today we're actually drinking something slightly different. So I took the liberty uh, of doing some research on sake. So, gentlemen, uh, do you know anything about sake? Um, we were just recently at that Japanese market in Arlington Heights. Correct. I, I, before I had arrived at that place, I had, had zero knowledge about sake, but they had a few little signs and posters like kind of educating you a little bit about um, what's a more refined sake versus a more like everyday sake. And I know a little bit about that, but everything else is zero. No, I'm excited to try what you got for me because I've only had sake a few times and each time I wanted to spit it right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the case because when you order sake at like like a convenient or like a small Japanese or Asian themed restaurant, <laughs> you were. Yeah, it's really good. Oh no. Yeah, maybe maybe you don't like sake because that's yeah, actually maybe. that's actually the truth. I hope that's not the case. No. Hopefully not. Uh, so sake is made of rice. I think that's what like the basic information is. But what I found out is that they actually have to polish the rice. So the rice as it is is really difficult to work with. So they have to fine it down. So the more fine uh, they grind it, I believe, is the better the the sake. And it, it is similar to like grapes when it comes to wine you know like it's not wine per se but the way that uh, it was described is like okay italians they kind of did the wine mexicans do it with tequila they just use a different component but it's a very very similar fermentation process uh they add yeast they add water and then they add uh, enzymes to help break down the rice so that's actually how it gets made and then from there you get a little different of depending on how much you grind the rice is uh is the better quality so sometimes they do add alcohol and sometimes they don't. Uh, depending on if they do, it is called either daijingo, jingo, uh, tobubetsu hokojo, or honjozo. What did you just call me? <laughs> uh, and then it. Maybe Mexicans should try beans. Fermenting beans. Oh, that sounds delicious. Is there any drink that is fermented beans? I'm sure you could market the shit out of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, if they're just using whatever they're, whatever's growing there. Right. Because, no. I mean, Japanese people, I would say Asian culture in general, they eat a lot of rice. They eat a lot of rice. Like, yeah. it's very common for them to eat a lot of rice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm, you know, and it, and it kind of sucks that in America we have a different skewed version of like Asian restaurants. Like, I've only ever I been like to. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I've only ever been pretty damn good. <laughs> You've been to Tice of China yet? <laughs> Have you been to Piacheng? <laughs> <laughs> so it is kind of like a cheaper cuisine, but like that, it is what it is. It's a protein and it's rice. It's like fast food. It's it's taking like the Americanized version, you know? It's right. Become right. fast food version of whatever. Yeah. And then uh, real quick to yeah. kind of finish this off before we try it. uh when it uh, isn't added alcohol, it's it's Junmai, it's uh, Hokonzo, 
and no i said ginjo that's what it is and uh dai junmai daijingo so today we're actually enjoying uh both of them are actually junmai what level of like uh so we have two that? different ones today uh we have the hot gutsuru sake draft which is actually in the old-fashioned glass uh that is going to be the smaller bottle uh and it is going to be a little fruity it's going to be uh dry but it will have a taste of cream and melon. Uh, and then the other sake that we are trying today, that's actually in the wine glass. That is a Tiku uh, sake. Uh, and this is going to be a little bit more natural, green, more minerally. So I can see Jorge smelling it and just loving it. <laughs> so actually, if you want to <laughs> if you want to start with the wine one first. Yeah. So the way that uh, they recommend enjoying sake when you're first starting off is order something expensive and then start working your way down where something is palatable. So, because if you drink shitty sake, which I don't know if, I'm assuming Jorge's experience probably was. Hey man, don't assume. Don't <laughs> <laughs> like you probably didn't know what you're ordering A and then B, I don't think that the one you got was probably good quality. So uh, I'm excited to try these. Uh, let's start with the one in the wine glass first. So I'm guessing let's take a sip. So cheers. Cheers everyone, cheers. Oh, wow. It tastes like vermouth. Yeah, that's inter- That's an interesting flavor. Profile. But it also has like... Do you like that? A melon I don't banana dislike in the middle. It. Yes, you do. You're drinking a bubbly right after it. You're, all right, I'll commit to it. No, no, no. I'm not saying don't commit to it, but I'm saying tell the truth. Uh, it's interesting. He doesn't like it. I, 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 I don't... Like, no, it's like, I don't like it. Let's, it let's, doesn't taste good. <laughs> it tastes interesting. You can't tell me that you want to taste, you want to drink this again. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like growing on me. <laughs> All right, let's try the, the old-fashioned glass now. It tastes like a flower. Yeah, it tastes like... Yeah, let's, let's break this well, down. Yeah, let's, let's, I can let's talk about it a little flower, bit. Not like how it smells nice. No, I'm going to take like another sip. You take a big bite and swallow it. That's how it tastes. I think it, it tastes, tastes very melon-like, banana. Um, I taste a lot of... I, I don't know, like, at least in the middle... I'm not um, saying that those are that it's sweet, but even in a dry wine, you'll still taste fruits and things like that. But it, it I, I taste just, a lot of tropical fruits, um, but still very dry, has like a salinity to it, almost like salt water. Yeah. So actually, the black one that we're enjoying now out of a wine glass uh, doesn't have alcohol added to it. So maybe that's why we're getting such a slightly different taste. It does. No, it doesn't taste alcoholy. That's the thing. The, the... I think it smells alcoholy though. <laughs> it smells alcoholy. Let, yeah, let's see. Let's smell it a little bit. You're saying chug the rest of it? It smells really It smells like a good white wine, to be honest. It smells like a good white wine. I was expecting to have something similar to like Pinot Grigio. Oh, I was not expecting that. That was. Uh, that was. It was a little different, you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and the other one, uh, do, they both don't have alcohol in them added to it. Well, so, what does that mean? Aren't they just fermented and it's made? Well, they, and sometimes they spice. add alcohol to them. Oh, okay. These are more fine. Oh, okay. So uh, let's course. go ahead and taste the, the um, old-fashioned glass now. All right. Cheers. Wow. Pretty small, George. That is way better. That I tastes like a. So 
It doesn't really have a smell, but it has a very lovely taste. It's yeah, it burns a little bit on the nose, but let's see. I actually like the second one a lot better than the first one. Wow, yeah, that's almost. It's like uh. It's like if someone had left vodka and water, and kind of just let it sit for a couple days. Exactly. And there's one olive in there. There's one olive in there. No, these are actually supposed to be served chilled. Oh, really? So there's some that are served chilled, some that are served warm. Um, let's uh, let's rate them. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the Hatsudo Sake a lot better, which is the one we have in the smaller old glass. glass. Yeah, the one in the old-fashioned glass, the Hatsudo Sake draft. I actually like that. I wouldn't mind that. Maybe if it was more chilled, I took him out a little bit earlier. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, maybe if it was a little bit more chilled, it would taste a little bit better. But... Yeah, I agree. Maybe, I agree. Yeah, maybe the second one would taste better. Yeah, the second one was definitely better. I think maybe the second one was actually the finer one. Because yeah. we have such a small bottle, it's kind of difficult to compare prices. Because uh, we have a small bottle, the, uh, the draft, and then a bigger bottle, the other one. The other one, I got to admit, tastes like dog shit. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I will drink all of it. And the interesting thing part uh, about this is that they have the same amount of alcohol as a glass of wine. And yeah, we're not even drinking that much. That, that they were both like 13, 12, 9%. They correct, correct. Those percentages, yeah. Yeah, so very good. Um, and that leads us into... Wait, before we change subjects... Oh, beautiful. Let's... Take it away. Yeah. Take I it away. I was just going to say... Juan Barbosa. Um, no, I was just going to say the, the ones that I had and that I took home, the mini bottle, I, I did get a chance to taste that one. And it was a coconut-infused one or coconut-flavored yeah. one. That one was really good. See, maybe that one, like that one was milky and slightly sweet, but not too sweet, and it was it was delicious. It was See, really that sounds delicious. like something that I'd want to try because yeah. this one was the second one we had, the uh, Hatsure, yeah, Hakutsuru. Good, but if it, yeah, you're right. If it was infused with like coconut or something, yeah, um, it's something I, you drink after like a terrible day at work. You're like, yeah, I had a stressful day, you know. Absolutely, that makes sense. Like a rail gin drink, you know. Rail gin isn't bad. I'm a rail gin kind of guy. I'm a rail gin kind of guy as well. So make it. So alcoholic. Rail gin on the rocks, <laughs> no olives, no lime. Really? Yeah, just just like fuck my citrus. day up, you know. I like me a little citrus. I'm not a psychopath. Oh, now I'm a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I understand why girls. Don't wear shirts under sweaters because I feel amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know how remember how girls always like you feel the fabric. Yeah, Yeah. it feels nice. It feels nice. I just had a sip of that uh, second. Oh, dude, I cannot get over that. It's bad. Dang, you guys are really hating it that much. The the uh, tiku the tiku sake. I mean, they're both not terrible. (laughs) Why? Why does a goddamn warrior? uh yeah no absolutely yeah i'm glad that we tried those and uh, next week we'll definitely be going back to wine <laughs> or, have a rose, yes. or, or maybe a cocktail yeah exactly uh so let's get into uh cocktails and people who serve cocktails so we actually uh are going to talk about unemployment in the service industry so juan myself and uh george all in and out of the service industry over the last what 15 years 10 no that's a lot 10 years 10 years how old are you (laughs) over the last 10 years and uh we i guess we can go around the room 
we definitely started kind of as a high school thing and then even did it through like some of our later early adulthood now but uh, they're having trouble finding workers so real quick I'd like to get your guys opinion on why you think that is and then we'll get into uh, some of the percentages and whatnot so uh, yeah George you want to lead us off I think that uh I think that basically just people are smarting up. I feel like there's, I don't know if inflation has a thing to do with it, but um, I feel like other jobs are offering more money comparable. Yeah, let's also... closer to what the wages you would get in a restaurant, because in a restaurant you're there for a, min, a minimal time, so their wages look better, but at the same time it, it doesn't even out because they don't give you any benefits, you know, it's right. nothing like that type of situation. And I think that they're finding other jobs that are paying, you know, north of finding other jobs that are like close to like you know even like a $20 an hour job you know yeah let's all let's all state for the listeners and for people who don't know uh when you work in a restaurant you're only getting paid two dollars and like 25 30 server or or correct yeah if you're a busser it's like you know usually minimum wage but yeah five dollars plus right but yeah if you're serving in a restaurant this is from my experience and it's kind of standard. Uh, it's usually like two dollars, and it's definitely under three. But that's yeah. re- ridiculous. And they get away with it by saying, "Well, you're gonna make all the tips." Yep. You know, but the the thing is, like George pointed out, that when you're there for six hours, they make two hundred dollars. That's somewhere around like twenty twenty dollars an hour, which like sounds amazing, but I mean, you're talking about your Saturday night, your Friday night, right. and you know that's. And, if, pl- and plus, a lot of the times, those $200 nights are only Friday and Saturdays. Right. Versus if you're working Monday through Thursday or, and Sundays and days like that, yeah. you might only be making 50 bucks. Yeah, it, it can be really bad, like, especially if, you, you know, if you're slow. Like in Wisconsin, we get a lot of winter storms, so that completely fucks up the winter market. And then not to mention, you know, what if you're fairly new at a restaurant and you got to work your way to the, get better sections, get more tables, like you're not going to make any money. Yeah. There's really no way to make money if you're not, like, at a busy restaurant on a busy night. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, there's people who have better options out there. Yeah, that's the biggest thing right now. Yeah. There's better options. I don't think it's something that where there's just people that aren't wanting to work. You know, I think there's people that want to work that just don't want to work there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 100%. When I hear this, like, idea of, like, well, people don't want to work, it's like, yeah, no shit, who the fuck wants to work for $2 an hour? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Who wants to work without a, like obvious option towards retirement yeah. you know no, exactly. who wants to work until they're basically two years away from dying and plus security there you, there's not a constant paycheck you know it's more of like a yeah it's more of like a it's almost like having your own business without having your own business you yep. know like you have no control over it yeah you have no job security you have no job benefits you don't get a 401k like any of that I always the 401k yeah <laughs> <laughs> 401ks can work if depending on how you do it but yeah i mean you don't even get the option 401k is the biggest fucking scam in america damn george why are you saying that george take it away (laughs) the fucking liberals are taking our money no i mean i completely agree with you guys i think um that overall people that used to work in the restaurant industry have if they had any time with unemployment and any time off they have some time to like maybe re-examine their job choices and job opportunities. Perhaps some of them retrained into different fields. 
Um, and then a lot of them obviously don't want to come back like for, for the reasons that you guys stated because of pay, benefits, lack of security. I was reading uh, that a lot of them too don't, don't want to come back because uh, they don't want to put up with the extra, what's, what would you say, tasks that COVID has brought on. Like, oh yeah, 100%. For mask usage and things like that. Because there's a lot of people that react in like really violent or annoying ways when you say anything about COVID. Right, and ultimately it's not the server, it's not even like the restaurant owner's yeah. choice. Like, uh, you know, the restaurant that I worked at over the summer, they, for the longest time, they were like, we're not wearing masks. And, you know, for different reasons but yeah they were like we're not gonna wear masks and that's gonna be final and as soon as they're like the mask mandate came up and they're like everybody has to wear a mask or you will get shut down people would walk in they're like you just said last week i don't have to wear a mask it's like motherfucker we're trying <laughs> to stay <laughs> open yeah exactly so yeah during these times did all three of us i know uh all three of us worked during covid didn't we at a yeah. restaurant yeah how I, was your guys experience you tell beautiful beautiful it was fantastic it was fucking awful <laughs> that's, that's all i can say it uh it was interesting to finally be out of the <laughs> it was one of the best summers to remember uh no it was definitely a, an interesting experience for myself at least because like you have to wear a mask and you're in a super hot environment where it's hot out you're it's hot in the kitchen and you're serving people who aren't wearing a mask so it's like what the fuck you know yeah, I get that. I, I feel like the benefit of it is like, hey, your food's taking well? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting faster? COVID. You, did, yeah, you, you, know, you don't like your food? COVID. Yeah, any, food, anything. Like, it's like, it, was, it was a good summer. It was a good summer. It was an it interesting was summer. Yeah. Well. It's fine. Like, it was, it, it, it's not the only change. It felt the same, but it was just like, you could just put, you know. Yeah, you just, was mad at Jorge. Hey, baby, baby, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's COVID. COVID. You know how it is. You just shrug your shoulders. It's COVID. Yeah, it's COVID. Yeah, and people would get mad at you. They're like, so I have to wear a mask when I walk in, but as soon as I get to the table, I have to take it off. You're like, I was like, you don't want to do anything. I don't fucking care. <laughs> do whatever you want. You could lick all the railings, lick the table. Lick the toilet. Like, yeah. Just do whatever you want. I'm like, bro, I'm vaxxed. I'll lick fucking mouth right now. Like, I don't care. <laughs> have the mask on or off. It's not going to affect my day. Um... But uh, an interesting report by uh, Caroline Vackel from The Hill uh, actually stated that uh, 38% of former hospitality workers are not considering turning to the industry. This was from a poll that was released in August. Uh, so while workers with previous hospitality experience are significantly more interested in hospitality jobs than the overall average, close to 40% would not consider returning to the industry. I think all three of us could probably agree with that. Uh, Juan, you got any f more notes on that? Yeah, um, I was reading similar numbers to what you were reading, Louis. And uh, in addition to that, though, I was also reading that the jobs with the highest mortality rate increase during the pandemic have been cooks, warehouse workers, agricultural workers, bakers, and construction workers. Um, so that's just like some FYI. So, you know, those are... I guess those are the people who are most in, I guess, in closed environments around each other. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you why, but those are the people. Were those the highest people were? Probably. No, this is the highest mortality rate increase. So like, like that have increased. Increase is, a, yeah. is a thing that's been noted there. 
And also uh, a quick t- uh, thing to mention is that wages in restaurants and bars have languished over the last 10 years. So the average hourly pay of production in non-supervisor- non-supervisory workers at food and drinking places topped $15 for the first time in May. So over the last couple of years, I mean, like we said, it it, it hasn't really changed all that much. But this also includes like uh, what were considered essential businesses where we're fast food and and whatnot so uh they're finally getting paid decent but at the same time like we don't know how it operates like in chain restaurants like are they paying their workers more or are they not Yo, have you guys been keeping up with some of the unionization movements that have been like taking place all over the country i know that in uh, specific big cities they do tend to unionize just because it is a little bit better uh for them obviously yeah for example like here in milwaukee collectivo the baristas all unionized um, so that they could organize for better paying benefits. Uh, as well as in Chicago right now, uh, the Milagro Tortilleria. Oh, interesting. They're not, they haven't unionized, but they're uh, holding strikes because they are making their workers work like 12 hour days, six and seven days. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, so like all the workers walked off the plants and they're like, we're not going to make any more tortillas. And so we have better working conditions. Um, and no. then uh, I guess uh, another one that's, you know, kind of big, uh, the makers of Ritz and Oreos mm-hmm. uh, recently were also on strike uh, all over the country. The Nabisco uh, bakers for similar reasons. Um, and they specifically uh, had a lot of stories where their workers were committing suicide because they were make, uh, making them work six and seven days a week um and all during like while they were giving their stories and while they were on strike they were telling um you know the media and people who were listening that like shifts like that cost families cause divorces uh cause you cause death you know like but they're telling you and they're holding it over you like hey you want your health insurance like yeah no do, definitely. Do you want a paycheck well this is fucking mandatory you better come yeah, and especially during uh, the the last epidemic of the last year, it was very difficult for people to walk away from that job when there wasn't very much being offered. Like I had the fortune of uh, the fortunitude or whatever that word is uh, of already having a job that was hourly pay, but like I still was you know technically an employee at a restaurant, and I was like, am, am I gonna get any shifts? Like, what are we doing? And I mean, it was difficult for people who that was their full time. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they're only. Yeah, and I mean, imagine like, you know, like sometimes for us, this is like our supplemental. Right. Um, I actually, this, do you also work in a job? I don't mean to argue. No, not right now. Just the restaurant. So then there you go. Boom. Like, I'm sure you fucking count on that money. You want that money, right? So if you have your yeah. shirts cut or anything like that. Like, that's a big deal. That's not just, like, small potatoes. Like, that's a big deal. I need those shits, you know? Yeah. You know? And there's a lot of people like that, I guess you're saying. Yeah. Uh, So without people making money, that brings us to our next news item of the week. Uh, Just this week, Gap, in collaboration with the brand Yeezy, made by Kanye West, released, quote-unquote, the perfect hoodie. Uh, it will be releasing, I think, this week. Trayvon we'll, Martin model. <laughs> and will release <laughs> for uh, a range of between seventy and ninety dollars. I think overall, the I think child sizes were. I'm a liberal like Juan. 
we're all liberals here. Bro, I'm part of the acid left. I don't know if you heard about it. I have not heard about that, but we'll get into that after I finish real quick. So each hoodie is blank and oversized. Uh, it will be heavyweight garment that will come in several different colorways. I think overall is between six and eight. I can't exactly uh, remember. Uh, so expect that soon. Uh, gentlemen, what do you think about uh, overall Gap making a collaboration with Kanye West and charging $90 for a blank hoodie? Jeez. George, take it away. What can you say? <laughs> Are you interested at all in the hoodie? No, but then again, I don't know. It's not for you. I mean, I just I don't care about the hype, and that's what it is. It's hype. Yeah. Right. Hype these 100%. I know Gap was. What's that? Yeah, I know Gap had actually been struggling lately with uh, finances, and their solution was to bring in Kanye West. But I can't help but feel that this is writing on the wall for Mr. West. Like, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Vincent Van Gogh, the famous uh, artist. Yeah, the artist. So uh, everybody knows that he cut his ear off and, you know, mailed it to his girlfriend. Like, that's the big, uh, his (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend. But before that had happened, he was heavily drinking. He was actually uh, having... Uh, schizophrenic episodes they were saying he was going mad right yeah he was going mad and so this kind of feels like that for kanye west like it feels like the writing on the wall where it's like him cutting off his ear and saying it's his girl exactly i mean everything's listed there for him like he's already divorced from kim kardashian like i can't help but feel that this is going to be his vincent van gogh cutting off the ear moment i think he's good and i just want to go on record and say Donda was better than Certified Lover Boy. I want to go on record and say that that is a fact. Fact. That is a fact. Did you guys like the? They were both pretty bad, but it's still. Uh, Donda was a fantastic <laughs> art piece, and Certified Lover Boy by Drake was just another Drake album. Nothing special. Two good songs on there, and I'm willing to die on that hill. Which song? Uh, Way Too Sexy, which is a song that is predominantly oh. future. And then the song with Twenty One Savage, which I can't remember what the name of it is, but knife way too knife sexy talk, is the song knife talk. You, yeah, way too sexy with, with future. That's a fantastic song. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Thank you, I appreciate it. Uh, speaking of opinions, uh, opinions final uh, of the sake. Uh, let's go around the table. Uh, George, would you order this again? And what rating out of five would you give it? How right. far across the room would you throw this? It's a one out of five. <laughs> it tastes like crap. I don't recommend you guys even buy, wasting your money to try and to try it. Jeez, that's it's, an aggressive it's rating. Not it, it's not good, dude. You don't, I don't like it. You're lying to yourself saying that you kind of like it. I did like the draft one. Just because he likes everything that has alcohol on it. But hey, no, the draft one wasn't bad. You got to teach yourself. Man. Exactly. Yeah. It's like black coffee. You just got to yeah, exactly. fight through. Once you start adding cream, then you ruin good. coffee forever. You'll acquire the taste. Exactly. You discover exactly. secondary notes. Yeah. So you George can, hates you it. You can take Juan's advice. One out of five. I guarantee you. If you do you try sake. What you say. If you do try sake at home, I recommend you get a flavored one first. Yes, definitely. Juan, how do you feel about it? Rating out of five? Um, Two. I'm not gonna say it's amazing or anything like that. I'm gonna go ahead and second. It tastes like it tastes like vermouth to me. It it does taste like vermouth. Uh, like vermouth. The draft one tasted a little bit more melony. It was a little decent. 
However, uh, not a fan of either. I uh, gotta be a little bit more picky next time. If this is what most, I mean, these are good like uh, price sakes too. So if this is what like decent tastes like, then I don't know if sakes for me, and that's just, I think that's fair. I'm gonna bring that pink creamy one that I yeah, have. Please do, please. And do. then I'm gonna maybe buy another fresh coconut one. Beautiful. Get one at the store because those are two, at least the coconut one I've tasted looks really good and. I, let's hope and cross our fingers that a creamy sake is a little bit more interesting than this, yeah. this, no, this one right here. You should bring a bottle of wine for backup. We'll uh, we'll definitely bring wine yeah. next time. Uh, so this week, uh, both eFootball, which is Konami's new soccer video game, uh, which is uh, replacing Pro Evolution Soccer, comes out today. And FIFA 22 comes out tomorrow. Uh, gentlemen, what is your experience playing sport video games? Uh, Juan? I'm a big Madden guy. I, I, I loved it, and I, I discovered it when I first started playing football. Um, I knew nothing about the sport, so I used Madden as like my little... Did you enjoy there. Madden more than you enjoyed playing football? Mm, no. No. Uh, yeah, no, you can't say that. Maybe if you're like, don't play, but <laughs> if you're on the field, you're having a pretty fucking great time, you know? George, what is your experience playing sport video games? It's like the first video games I really like. Like, I played like FIFA 2000 on the PlayStation 1. Damn. Like, that's how far I'm back. But I mean, I don't, I don't play, I don't play video games really anymore. Or, I mean, they're cool if I'm like, you know, if we have a friend, like, we'll play yeah. a game against each other, but, like, to sit down and play, it's not my, not my thing anymore. Right. I'm similar to George in the fact that I used to play uh, a soccer game. I can't remember what it was called, but it was on the Nintendo 64. And, Super Mario uh, Strikers? <laughs> that's, that's that was on the GameCube, game Papa. Crazy. That, that game, game is, is so wild. Dude, that all of them. They had, had the Strikers, the baseball one. Did you have that baseball one? Baseball one yes. was gas. Yeah, so let's not distract. Absolutely no, gas. No, let's distract. They are amazing. Side note. <laughs> GameCube, bring back those games. Bring back those games, please. Mar- even Mario has Golf. To be one of the most underrated consoles. Of For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, no. However, the Nintendo Switch has recently unveiled that in October they will be releasing Nintendo 64 games through their online service. So games like uh, Mario Kart from the Nintendo 64, Mario Golf, even uh, Banjo Kazooie will be coming back. I love Banjo Kazooie. So I'm guessing that there's a chance they will be releasing and they've been doing this year upon year so the first year it came out they did just nintendo games like just nintendo games you're so jealous let's not forget about your <laughs> and the, no we won't we won't we're good uh and then recently they're uh, adding super nintendo and now nintendo 64 so i'm guessing they're gonna add gamecube eventually i just know that right now they're, they're doing it kind of slowly year by year i think they should just like bring back like a newer version of the actual console. Like, oh, for that, sure. I feel like so many people would yeah, just like HD, just buying it. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. Or like the cube itself yeah. would like have like I don't know reforming it. Yeah, because cool. Nintendo did buy the studio that originally made Super Mario Strikers and Luigi's Mansion. They were the same studio. I want to see Nintendo build the console that Drake and Josh had. What was that? That's fucking like glowing Sweet. highlighter power cube looking bitch that looked was all red and it was glowing like in, from every sphere. direction. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a sphere, right? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It, it, I just remember that it glowed like a motherfucker. I never watched Drake and Josh. So no? I don't know. 
stuff. No, it was poor, so we didn't have cable. I know, it's all right, man. So, I mean, it's all right. George is playing with the the draft bottle, which he uh, said he disliked. George, speaking of that, I need you to give me a a toss-up. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, pour us up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take a little bit more. Uh, of this delicious sake, which let's I break really, this down one more time, Lewis. really enjoy. What's that? Let's uh, break down some flavors in here. Really. Yeah, let's uh, let's break this down as uh, the read the name of the sake one more time. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you drinking alongside at home, uh, George is going to read it in a not offensive accent at all. <laughs> Go ahead. Akutsuru. <laughs> what did you just call me? Junmai. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. That's a little rough. That's a little rough. Hakutsuru Junmai. Hakutsuru. Is that what you said? Yeah, Junmai. Hakutsuru Junmai. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go ahead with yeah. That's that's it. Exactly. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Not great by any means. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I love uh, sport video games as a whole because I just love sports in general. So I played NHL, I played UFC, even going back to like. You played NHL. Dude, I played NHL. NHL. Is sick. Madden. I NCAA. Minnesota, that would play hockey. Damn! Now I feel like I'm missing out. NHL I've never played. Sick, bro. It's like FIFA, but like. It's a fun game. Yeah, it's a lot like FIFA though. Will yeah. I never play hockey? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Will I play NHL? Yes. It's just a fun game. Yeah. It's, it's it's just. It's yeah, it's a little different, but. I mean, the mechanics are pretty basic because. I mean, EA, it makes sense. Put the ball in the net. You know. EA owned most of the games, so like they, yeah. all of them have a similar feel. So yeah, all of them have a similar feel, like uh, like right triggers run, like R 2s run, and then yeah. you kind of just like go from there, like uh, skill moves and everything. So, NHL's really fun. UFC is really fun. I enjoy most sports games. I love playing FIFA. And I. In 2013, 14, yeah, 2014, when I dropped out of college, I uh, really dove into FIFA. Like, re- <laughs> like I think I ended up spending like a thousand dollars on their ultimate team, like over the course of a year, like a thousand dollars. No way. Yeah, it was bad. I was, bro, I was diving head first. Jesus. To Christ. be fair, I was really good at the game. I wasn't attending school. And I was just serving part time, so I was committed. Like, dude, I was balls deep inside FIFA at the time. I had nothing else to do. Hey, this is for a year. You you think you would say that? Yeah, this was FIFA 14, and dude, arguably one of the best FIFA of all time. Like, you know, 15 was pretty good too, though. Yeah, 14, 17, and like I would even go as far to say like uh, 20 wasn't bad, or was it 20 or 19? This it's like every other year. It's, it's like really good. But yeah, I, I dove in fucking balls deep into FIFA. Would you guys say that FIFA helped you guys on the on the soccer pitch at all? I'd like to say that, but I was kind of dog shit on the field, so I don't think it mattered. No way. No, it wasn't that bad. But <laughs> it helped me understand the game mechanics more. Yeah? Like. What about you, Jamie? No, no, no. George is more naturally skilled, so he... It didn't help you at all? Like tactics, formations, anything like that? If anything, really my job. it made like, me overthink yeah. about the game I'm more. Not, I'm not a big, like, tactics. Know, my job is, like, I know how to play soccer. Like, I don't, I didn't learn it from FIFA. I learned it from, like, I feel like I learned it from, like, what I was, from watching it more. Yeah. I'm not, not playing FIFA, though. No. In the room, the, 
the two that watch sports the most is probably Juan and I. I don't really know George for being a big sports watcher. Yeah, besides basketball, not really. But even like basketball, like do you actually watch a lot of basketball or do you kind of yeah, just watch, watch the... I watch a good amount of the games. Like are, would you say like you're a big NBA fan? Oh, huge. I mean, 15, like 15 through like 18, those years I probably watched like every single Bucks game. Like didn't miss them. I disagree and I actually think that... Uh, yeah, I he just games. recently started supporting the Bucks. <laughs> He's such a liar. Like he sure. he just bought a Bucks hat and T-shirt that say Champions. Like yeah, so. I was a season hold a, a season ticket holder. That's actually at, not at, true at, at all. Center. That's not true. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what right. the Bradley Center is. What's the Bradley Center? It's where the Bucks used to play. Yeah. Well, used to play. Now they play at the Pfizer. Yeah. Who was who was the best guy on the Bucks throughout? Those times. Oh, I mean, play. obviously it was Giannis because he was like 16, but they knew they had a talent. What? Like <laughs> I have no idea. I'm definitely a bandwagon Michael, Buck Michael supporter. Red, Sam Cassell, Big Dog, those guys. That was a great team. That was a great team. We remember when we had Ray Allen back in the day? We did have Ray Allen back in the day. I've seen people wear that jersey. <laughs> and I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like Ray Allen. Practice? Oh, that's Allen Iverson. <laughs> I was going to say Allen Iverson. Right, right, I can't even talk about Ray <laughs> Allen. Was he Some, good? Someone help me. Someone help me. Someone help me, please. Or he actually got, like, traded because he was so um, just hot-headed. There was a, a big deal when after a game that they lost, he was frustrated. He grabbed the ball and punted it into the stands. Like, a football just kicked it up. What's there. your favorite Sporto athlete story? Translation. Locker room issues. <laughs> what is your favorite athlete story? Do you have one that comes off the top of your head? Wait, before we move on, I just wanted to say, for me personally, Madden helped me figure out football like a motherfucker. Yeah, because you said that you didn't even know the rules of football that well, did you? Yeah, and then like one in one season of playing Madden, I went from being like this timid, like kind of dumbo out there, not knowing like, you know. To, guys, we're going to run a shotgun on this next play, and uh, like, let's get a wide receiver to, to run across. And then on the next one, like, you know, you know what you're supposed to do, and everybody's a little kid and afraid to hit each other. So, boom! You know, you just fucking hit him a little bit, and uh, get, like, get your fucking you know, dick in there. You know. Yeah. Do you have any uh, thigh slappers in the locker room? Thigh slappers from the locker room. Yeah, in terms of like some guys with some big cocks, where at the age of 16 <laughs> you're like, that's just that's not fair. Not necessarily that. I didn't ever run into Mandingo or anything like that. No. But I, one time when I was a freshman, I walked into the locker room and I saw this one particular guy who um, has a really interesting build. He was like five, six, but like 200 pounds and like ripped. And everybody always questioned whether he had taken any vitamins or that's how you know you're gifted when you're 16 people are like is he taking steroids? yeah and he was like know. ripped to the gills um but he was like no um he would always tell people no i just uh, needed like growth hormone because i had like my height or whatever but he was honest about that but yeah. I, I saw this dude who's you know ripped to the gills looks like a greek god with a white towel um just wrapped around his shoulder uh right between his legs just fucking credit carding himself like a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> as i walked into the locker room oh, and he just looks at me and doesn't stop you're like all right man yeah. that's cool that's cool i guess we're teaming so yeah um and i proceeded to go into my locker which was you know literally six feet away and he's from still him. looking at you <laughs> yeah, like, Bro, i don't want to say he was still looking at me but he didn't slow down at all <laughs> That's aggressive. No, I did attend the locker room with some like 
like dude in middle school i remember middle school like this dude was like just built different like i'm like jesus christ man like and i just looked down at my thing and i'm like i'm what is going like am i gonna hit puberty yet like what the fuck is going on like this dude is this dude is wrangling this thing around with both hands you know and i'm like fishing with <laughs> when i go pee i have to go look for it <laughs> i'm like what is going on right now <laughs> but uh yeah man it's it, when did you realize that you weren't that good at sports like in terms of, like professional oh because everybody when they're young they're like, dude i can go pro i'll even tell you this i feel like my athletic profile was super small. I was like the short kid who wasn't supposed to be on the offensive line where like all the big giants are. Yeah. So they were always trying to replace me. But like <laughs> all these fucking uh, giant like kids were always fucking teddy bears. And like I used to be in boxing and like wrestling and shit like that. So I was never like afraid to hit somebody. Yeah, you'd, you'd sock a motherfucker. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was always like. Like uh, a, a magnet towards, towards contact. Down. For example, I would foul out of like every basketball game I ever took place in. So like that's the kind of George playing basketball. How I many would... games have you been fouled out of? I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so Juan is a dedicated team member. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I, that's what you're hearing. Yeah. I like, I like it. Yeah, I like I like the tenacity. No, but yeah, they were they were always like. Trying to replace me with some taller, bigger kid, and the dude was always a fucking. Let's pussy. be honest, white. That's what you're trying to describe. No, well, white. most of the time, yes. But um, <laughs> when I first started, it was this this larger Mexican dude who was just taller, not even bigger. He was just tall and skinny, and he was supposed to be the off- offensive tackle or whatever. And nah, like every time we went out there, he he fucked plays up. He would forget shit. He would not hit the right people. And, like, here I am, you know, like, John Madden has trained me, you know. Like, <laughs> I come from the John Madden school. Bro, I know how to hold the right trigger. I know how to Damn right. B. Damn right. So. Yeah, bro, I, I did this play. I orchestrated it. I'm going to do it in real life. I was like, oh, you got to cover two? I got your quarterback. Blitz is coming over here. Switch. <laughs> Shift. Shift. <laughs> Hell yeah. No. Nah, but it, um, so, yeah, like, all these kids were, were contact averse a little bit, like, shy with sports and stuff so um yeah but i knew from the beginning that i was smaller and like because you're not a i was you're not that tall they were looking you're a short king yeah 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 let's uh let's all say our heights around the room uh juan you want to start us off six one six one uh jay may six two uh and i'm at a at a noble six two and a half so (laughs) you know we're all we're all you know small size guys you know we're not that tall yeah. Yeah, we're all average. Yeah, right. yeah, average build. Small in Norway, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I I think that FIFA didn't necessarily make me better, but it definitely made me overthink a lot more. Cause I'm like, do why are we run like at the time? Because when you're that young, I don't think it really mattered what more in soccer specifically, it, like what formation you were playing. Because mm-hmm. most kids are running anywhere anyway, and formations don't really matter when you think about it. Like, soccer is such a dynamic sport where it's constantly moving. So as long as you're like in the relatively right place at the right time. But I remember just like looking at the team sheet and the coach would be like, all right, man, we're going to do this. Like this, this person's going to play here. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is he talking about? I'm like, why are we not playing a four, three, three right now? <laughs> Everybody knows it's the ultimate information. That's what all the forums are saying. I mean, like, bro, Barcelona have an 87 rating and they play a four, three, three. We should be playing a four. She just copy them. We should just... Who's the defensive midfielder? Are we even playing one right now? 
Why are we playing with a number nine and not a false nine? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, any any injuries? Any big injuries while playing sports? What was the last question? You didn't even answer it. What question? The one you asked. No, I think we all answered. When you realize that you weren't gonna be. Oh, professional. Yeah. When's the moment you realize you weren't gonna be professional? I don't. Where uh, you're like, oh, I was kind of a nihilist from the beginning. I you were like, I didn't ever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always like knew I was like, bro, I like, I, I, I let, I, yeah, I was, I knew I was having fun. Yeah, yeah. I knew I was having fun. Yeah, that's fair, George. Like professional. Yeah, like oh, I, I'm probably not gonna make a living out of this. I don't know. You don't have a year where you're like, oh man, I don't think this is it. I mean, what type of professional? Like, like professional. Like, I'm talking about like, like even semi-pro. Like, yeah. Even semi-pro. Yeah. Honestly, like if if I just get my shit together, <laughs> I could probably strive for a team now. I mean, honestly, I I, I don't know. Semi pro is not not that crazy. No, semi pro is not that crazy. Yeah. It just requires a lot of dedication. It's, it's it's almost. I play with kids that play it, semi It's borderline it's, recreation. Even now, it's like it's. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, that let's go pro. Great. Let's go like low like, level like, pro. Pro, I think when I was like. When I stopped taking it serious was like my when I was like sixteen. Yeah. Like I was like serious about it, and then when I hit sixteen, you know, you get you get involved with different things. You know? Yeah. And you start doing coke and yeah, you know drinking and, and women, you know, it's just strippers. Big old yeah, thing. exactly. So I think around that time when I was like fair enough. When fair I enough. just stopped. Caring. Your dad brings your first prostitute. Yeah, you see your dad hate your mom, and you're like, is this like I think I need to get out of the house first? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My dad has not hit my mom. Son. This is what you do when they don't cook the food. Wait, I don't, I, I, what's, hey, you do the Salvadorian accent. The Salvadorian accent? I don't know if I can do an El Salvadorian accent. Is that even a thing? I'm, I'm sure, sure they have their own thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's, there's something there. Uh, I realized it when I was probably 16 as well. Because I remember playing against, I remember playing against a, a team that was like slightly better than us. And we just got, oh yeah, no, I remember exactly what it was. Uh, so my club team uh shout out to the lakers soccer club from the warworth county best uh best team out of the warworth county uh (laughs) so we actually uh tried for two years in a row to qualify for state like the state tournament that takes place in appleton wisconsin and finally my junior year which is the third year of the club that i was part of uh we made it to the state tournament and like i'll get there Uh, (laughs) freshman year of high school like it's not it's independent of high school but it's like that's when it took place so freshman year high school we played the game and we lost one zero and we're just like fuck you know sophomore year high school we lost three zero and they were all because of like mistakes like all three goals that went in were all mistakes and we just kept thinking like fuck like had those people and i made those mistakes we would have won the game because it was three to one like it was literally like the defender whiffed one the like the goalkeeper kind of screwed them all up and because just because we were so nervous because we knew that we should have won the last game and so finally, junior year, we won it, like one zero, and then made it to the state tournament. We had to stay there for three days Jeez. and two nights. And uh, that's actually when uh, Bayern München and uh, Borussia Dortmund played the 2000 and I think 11 uh, UEFA Champions League final. So we were like all about soccer that weekend. And uh, Cruz Azul América played the Apertura uh, Championship. <laughs> <laughs> and they went all the way down to penalties so it was a very soccer forward weekend and i remember we were like hey guys like let's take this shit seriously 
Let's get out there. Let's do our jobs and let's come home with the win. In the first game we go out there, it was the most embarrassing game I have ever played in my life. We got destroyed 10-0. It was. I can just imagine because I mean I played with you guys and who was on your team, and I've also played in like MLR and like big clubs. And yeah. Like, I played in Milwaukee and, and them, and I know that it's a whole. Dude, different it's thing a world of a different. Guys and playing with them, like, it was it was a tough transition for me when I started. Cause I was like, fourteen, fifteen. They had me playing up with like seventeen, eighteen year olds at the time for uh, for the club in Milwaukee, and it was like, I never felt like that before. I was getting like. It was a whole different big game of soccer. Dude, physically they were just better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, physically they were just better. Yeah, like, and, you know, well, I mean, even beginning then, like I didn't, I didn't start like the first like half of that season with my new club, and it was, it was tough for me because it was like it was tough. But then eventually I got, I got a spot. But it was just embarrassing. It's a, it's a whole different thing, right? dude. And just because introduced to that, it's just it's a yeah, one hundred percent. If you're not introduced to that at a young age of like this is what an actual coach because our coaching, I mean, with all due respect, like. He was the dad of one of the kids on the team. Yeah. We would, every single practice, we would start off by light jogging and then just scrimmage, which is just play the yeah. game for fun for the entire practice for like an hour and a half. And his mentality was, well, what you do in the game is what you'll do now. And when we played against these state level teams, they were just faster on the ball, quicker on the ball, moving the ball way quicker. And we were a decent team. But just nothing compared to that. Like, we won our league every year because we were good individually, but we just weren't playing, like, an actual team. We got fucked up all three games. Like, fucked up. The team that beat us, the 10-0, the first game, ended up going on to win it. So we didn't feel so bad. We're, <laughs> we're like, at okay. least, at least they're the, the chance, ones that won. Man. Yeah, like, hey, we that lost to the chance. The we lost to the chance, man. We got their, we got their uh, momentum started. It might have taken 20 minutes, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got our fucking ass kicked. Uh, any injuries of significance to either of you? Like, any big ones where you're like, dude, I got fucked up? A few, a few. A few let's, hear, let's hear them. That's fair. Yeah. Is, is he in the, in the, the temple? Get stitches. Um, you got stitches? I got stitches on my arm. Oh, I, yes. I actually do remember yeah. that. But, but the funny thing is yeah. what happens. Come on this side as well. No, no he's just, asshole. hey, bro, he is just looks like that. But when it happened, I, like, I was very emotional, like, during during soccer. Like, not, not emotional, but, like, I don't want to come out if I don't have to. Yeah. So, like. Medic. Yeah. Medic. Yeah. So That's awful. That was that was a funny one, but um, uh, the only real one I had where I had to go to like that, like I knew like something was wrong. Yeah. Like, wrong, wrong. Was I was in it was like seventh grade, sixth grade, 
playing soccer, and this kid slide tackles me, but he slide tackles me, hits like my 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 private parts. Um, Your genitalia. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, it's normal. You know what I mean? I just got I got hurt. Yeah. And I remember we went to like a homecoming game, like for high school football. Yeah. All friends, you know, all the middle school kids, kids, all the middle school kids would go and hang out. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this really hurts, bro. Like, it hurts a lot. So the game took place at what? Like, Later that n- night. Like noon? No, like the soccer No, the soccer game. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it was like four. It was like four. Okay. It was like, it was practice. Yeah. Um, And then we went to that, and then I'm like, man, this really hurts. <laughs> and the next day, the next day I wake up, and no lie, my ball sack swells up to as big as like a, a softball. Like a girl's, like a girl's like baseball. Like it's huge. I can cuff it in both my hands. Was it uncomfortable to walk? It's super. It's bruised. It's super. It's big. And I remember like, I don't know what to do. I show my mom. How veiny. I had to show my mom. Yeah, how veiny was it? That's a good point. Did it look like a cross country road? Yes. But I had to show my mom and I was like, Oh no, you have to show your mom. What, what am I going to be like? Is this okay? <laughs> no, you just got to be like, Mom, I need to go to the doctor. I yeah, I need to go to the doctor. My oh, balls are big. Them, you know, and it's like, okay. And then they go to the doctor and they're like, they're like, obviously something's wrong. Yeah. So, Looks good to me. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like damn boy. <laughs> yeah, so like, big balls on you. <laughs> Daps you up. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up, you. bro? You finally good dropped? for you. <laughs> sucked and the funny part was i go to the to, to the doctors and they got to see what's inside or what happened so they had to do like an ultrasound on my ball sack so i'm in there i'm laying down and i'm about to get an ultrasound which is what they say and this attractive lady comes in and she's just so starts, hey we got the teenager she, she in rubbing, like, room two like, stuff on my stuff oh, i was like so uncomfortable i'm like sixth seventh grade like just going hurt puberty, just like, breaking up thing. And she's just like repeatedly, she's like, are you okay? Just rubbing. Making eye contact. Yeah, this is the setup to like 10% of pornos. So exactly. Just making eye contact. Like, do you, is this okay? Is this you doing okay, big boy? <laughs> Unbuttoning one button. Yeah. Licking her lips for some reason. <laughs> Super uncomfortable, man. And then I was fine. I just had to take some antibiotics. Like it wasn't anything major. Yeah. Like I don't remember what it was exactly, but um, I was fine. Like I said, everything's fine. You're, you're good. Um, That's but, good. The, the thing that sucked was like for the next like month, month and a half. You just walked around with a big ball. No, but it's what came down. But I, I would walk, but it was so big, and it was just <laughs> so swing, big. It would just swing side to side oh, and hit man. my thigh as I was walking. So so big. So would, like, like, what the fuck is that like, sound? Why is he walking like that? And I was just like, in so much pain because my ball sack was just hitting my left and right thigh repeatedly as I was walking down the hallway. <laughs> It's the most uncomfortable feeling ever. It's just so, you know what I mean? Like, imagine you're some massive, like, tender balls. Like, Dude, South Park episode on this shit. That was real. Yeah. Just walking around one big fucking ball. One big fucking ball. Oh, I remember no. that time, too. That was, um, that was a good time, man. I was in, like, seventh grade. I remember I couldn't go to my games in Philly and Sapito were our coach, and I was hanging out with them. Let's, uh... For they're, people oh, listening. Like, they were like seniors when I was in like seventh grade, but yeah. for some reason For their they, senior they project. Grew, they grew a fonding to me and I'd like hang out with them <laughs> and they like do stupid stuff. Very yeah, very nice guys. One of them is my cousin, the other one I grew up with. Like uh they were just good people and yeah, they 
they were nice enough to George that they took him around <laughs> everywhere. No, they were super cool. <laughs> and they, they carried his one big ball around. Uh, beautiful. Uh, Juan, any big injuries or plays of significance? I mean, I, I have an injury that was took during a play of significance, but Let's hear it has a little bit of a buildup to it. When I was like 12 or so, I would make like weekend trips to my grandmother's place in Chicago. Yeah. And she, you know, lived in pretty, pretty central Chicago, pretty busy. Yeah. Um, you know, bumper to bumper traffic on a regular basis. And I, as I'm going over there, I realize, or not I realize, but I read that there's a brand new Little Caesars right across the street. And I'm a big, I'm a giant pizza fan, right? Who doesn't like some Little Caesars? Exactly. Some exactly. fucking pizza pizza. Exactly. Monza Monza. And so I was inside um, and I was scrambling, asking every adult I could for a dollar or two because, you know. It's I, only five bucks. I quite literally just read five dollar large. Large. <laughs> not a slice. No, this is a large five pizza. dollar large. Hot and ready, might I add. Large. Damn right. So I just read that from one of those street, um, you know, presenters yeah. with the cardboard Damn, little. Damn, bro, that must have been the only time that worked. Whatever thing they have. Where's this going? So. <laughs> no, I like. No. That. Um, so point is, I get my cash. I, I get my brother. He's yeah. like, I'm 12. He's like 10, and I don't know who the fuck thought this was a good idea to let me do this. <laughs> but I try to cross the street in bumper to bumper traffic. Yeah. And somebody, somebody pulls a right turn, and I didn't. I guess they didn't see me, or we didn't see each other, and uh, they hit me. And she hits me going like twenty. Like it's not like a small like ten, five, fifty. I don't know. She hits me pretty hard. I go over the windshield. I roll <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, and dude, things went in slow mo. First of all. And you just like, could, like, could you just... see? Did you make eye contact with the driver right before she hit you? Yeah, funny enough that you say that. Yeah, I like did. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. you would have had to like turn. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> as, I, as I saw them. Did she hit you and your brother or just you? Just me. She hit, she hit me. You think your brother might have pushed you? No, he waited. He waited. You were he like, hey, let me go me. through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, I'll wave him down to stop for you. Stupid. <laughs> Probably, to be honest. <laughs> Probably, yeah. This So this lady hits me. Um, I got rushed to the hospital uh, by an ambulance. But before that, though, it took me like 10 minutes of fucking anguishing on the ground while everybody was in bumper-to-bumper traffic looking down at me, but then looking away right away. Like, <laughs> like this isn't my responsibility. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to help this guy or like anything like that. Like, <laughs> So you're in the middle of the road? Yeah, the I'm in the middle of the road. Everybody, like... Looks at me and then basically puts their eyes or their hands to their eyes like, oh, this isn't my problem. And This kid is out of control. Exactly. Uh, point is, that happens. Um, I get taken away by the ambulance. I'm in the hospital in the middle of Chicago. And my mom is there, obviously. Yeah. Um, she's seeing me as they're taking me into their little like garage-like thing. Yeah. Where they Did you get rushed the... from like, an, yeah. an ambulance and everything? Yeah, for real. Fuck. Yeah. And uh, they proceed to cut off all of my clothes <laughs> all of them so here i am a 12 year old 
barely entering puberty, dude. And my mom's like behind this like window, almost like those they things on NCIS where like yeah. you have to point out the witness or some shit. She's behind some shit like that. And all she has is like clear vision of either my ass or, you know, the other shit. <laughs> And she's just like, oh, well, not she, but like, I'm fucking embarrassed as fuck because they're cutting off my jeans, cutting off everything, all my shirts. They're not asking you, hey, take this off. Yeah. Because they don't want to fuck you up. They're just cutting everything off. I remember wearing a great outfit that day, too. I'm going to go to my cousin's house in Chicago. I'm going to look good. Yeah. um, So. And obviously, they paid for it, right? They're like, oh, how much are the jeans? They write an invoice. No, no, no. No, they did not. (laughs) Obviously, they did not. They don't write a little invoice. They did not, no. Um, But I got, I was at the hospital. Uh, Fortunately for me, I wasn't that hurt or anything, Um, as far as I'm aware currently, right? Because I'm not hurt, quote unquote, air quotes, because there's another part to the story. Um, So I get things like, I get prescribed morphine or they give me morphine there. Yeah. You feel really cold. It feels really chilly. It's kind of weird feeling. Um, but I don't, I get released and they just give me physical therapy and they, they, because when I was there, uh, I was like under a lot of pain because my, so you just got hit by a fucking yeah, car. Yeah, I just got hit by a fucking car. So they, um, they gave me morphine. They were like, are you, how much pain are you under? Where does it hurt? This or that. And I, I have no idea what drugs are. I'm just like, it hurts here, and it hurts 1 through 10, 7. I was like, <laughs> 10. <laughs> it's 10. I feel like I'm about to pass out. And then, and then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds sounds like we need to give you some morphine. So then they shoot me up with morphine, and it feels like fucking Sub-Zero is just <laughs> pissing into my veins, dude. It was really cold. It was freezing. Did it feel good, though? That's not really It low-key was. You're like, oh. It, it, it felt a little cool. I was like. Why does this feel so cool? <laughs> Why does this feel so good? But it was freezing. Like I was just like, just shivering, asking people to touch me because I was cold to the touch. But yeah, point is, I'm released. I'm feeling good. Um, one week later, I'm doing physical therapy. They give me like the steroid cream that you're supposed to rub on the afflicted area. Yeah. Um, and whatnot, right? And. I'm back to my baseball season because this is the middle of, of summer. This is July. Yeah. I'm playing baseball. I'm playing with my boys. And I'm out there. Yeah, shout out to the boys. Shout, shout out to, to the, the boys. Uh, Delavan baseball team. Delavan Parks and Rec. Delavan Parks and Rec. What year? 2011. 2011. Uh, favorite you know teammate? Actually, 2009. 2009. Favorite teammate shout out? Uh, let's just say Levi. Oh, Le- Shout out Levi. Shout out Levi. Shout out Levi. George, let's get a shout out Levi, please. Shout, Shout out, out Levi. Levi. Yeah. Uh, and Levi, wherever you are uh, listening to this in the comfort of your home, uh, what do you think about sake? Do you enjoy it? <laughs> do you think it's overrated? Levi is a heavy diesel mechanic, so I don't think he's drinking sake. On a I would, did, hey, man, you never know. You never know. On the weekends, maybe he takes his girlfriend out, his wife out, his kids out. He's like, hey, let's go to this uh, Asian-themed restaurant and uh, enjoy some lovely sake. Damn right. Damn right. All right. Damn right. What was that? Cream. What about the steroid cream? Or the story, <laughs> yeah. Point. Uh, well, yeah, we're back. We're back to playing baseball, as I was saying. Middle of July, middle of July, you know, and uh, I'm having a pretty good game. Um, it's been a week since, or a week and a half since I got hit by the car. Everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" I was like, "The doctor cleared me. I guess I'm good." 
Um, and it's been one game in, right? And I, I'm having a great game, as I was saying. I hit the ball twice. You are killing it. And I was on third base. The pitcher throws or pitches the ball over the catcher. So it hits a backstop, and he has to run like 10, 15 feet to get the ball again. Um, I was on third base. He was at home. I stole. So I stole the base. Um, I slid, and I was safe. I'm feeling great. And then I go to stand up, and I can't stand up. Wait, you just up. can't stand up? I can't stand up. Like My right leg gave out on me. And I was like, I was on the ground. I was like, somebody fucking help me <laughs> up. Somebody help me up. Yeah. And they, my teammates helped me up. And Could you, you know, walk at all? Like, I could take, like, like hops on one leg. But one leg was just not good. It was hurt. It, was, it yeah. wasn't there anymore. Um, and I, you know, I go to the doctor. Um, I get it all checked out. They let me know that I broke my hip. I broke my fucking hip. So when you were in Chicago, I broke my hip bone and, and like, quote unquote, the reason why was because I didn't warm up enough and that, uh, my muscle like tore at the anchor point where it's, uh, fused onto the bone and just chipped that right out. And that part was now broken. You broke your muscle and you didn't break your bone. They, they said it was, I broke my bone because that part was ripped out. Like a part of the bone was ripped out and and yeah, but like the reasons why I connect those two stories is because like it feels like a really big coincidence that I've been right. playing sports my whole life. There is no fine. way. And suddenly, when you slid in yeah. as a twelve-year-old for yeah, exactly. for home, <laughs> exactly. Like I've been happening. doing that shit behind the trailer. Park. Bro, my signature yeah. move is sliding like in for I'm home. Saying, like I'm saying, hospitals. Bro, these fucking poorly educated... Bro, they they don't fix you. They make no money by fixing you. That's all I'm going to say. Bro, the whole Medicare system is a fucking farce. We all know it. It's a pandemic. It was all planned. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have an injury that bad, but I've had two concussions now. I've had a few concussions as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of injuries. I'm I'm made of glass. <laughs> I'm a glass cannon. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll get out there. I'll I'll hit some guys and then I'll fall to the ground. Uh, no, the the I'll one make that half the season. <laughs> <laughs> there was two that were really really bad. There was one where I was a uh, sophomore, so probably you know, you know, like fifteen. I'm I'm guessing fifteen. Yeah, probably fifteen. And the ball, soccer. We're talking about the the sport of football where uh, 11 men play against 11 men in short shorts. Uh, the ball had bounced in front of me, so I was anticipating to jump up for the header. And as I'm, like, about to pop off, this asshole from behind jumps over me to to head the ball and knee first into my back. Like, as I was ready, like, I'm, like, squatting and about to pop. He just like runs behind me and like knee first into my back. And I'm like in, on the ground. I can't get up because my back just took a fucking car. He gave you that Captain Falcon. He gave me that Captain Falcon neutral air to the back. I mean, it was awful. And I couldn't get up. Damn right. I couldn't get up at all. A I C stick. <laughs> Smash. It is not a C stick. Smash move. your ass it is out, a the, out the field. Neutral air move. We all know that. 
uh yeah dude he fucked me up i'm on the ground i can't get up i can't breathe and the coach is like get up get up <laughs> i couldn't get up at all and i'm like your coach was seriously yelling he was literally get up because i don't think anyone saw what happened other than he jumped and got the ball but like his knee hit my back oh, okay. so hard like at full speed and I, I just couldn't get up and I'm like getting up and I'm literally like crotched over because I can't fully stand. Sounds like a supportive coach. <laughs> he, he was. He was such a loving guy. Very nice. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but yeah, he was yelling at me to get up and I, I literally couldn't walk for like a week. I like even carried my backpack. I'd have carried it in my hands. Like that's how fucking hard it hurt. Jeez. And the really bad one, uh, like the worst injury I've gotten was a concussion where as I was uh like i think i was anticipating the ball or i was like about to move or something uh somebody swept my feet from under me without me like from my blind side so as i landed i like twisted and landed on my temple and that was the last thing i remember from that game and the next thing i remember was the referee blowing the whistle and i the the referee blew the whistle and i look at my coach because i was right by the sidelines and i'm like what just happened and he goes, we just lost two to one. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, we we lost two to one. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Where have I been? Yeah, literally, it was it was like the snap of a finger. It was like I just I couldn't remember anything. And I came up to my teammates who were sitting on the bench and they're like putting their stuff away. And I just like I quickly rattled off their names. I'm like, uh, Danny, Caesar, Ivan. And one of them looks at me and he goes, and Luis. And I'm like, okay. And I, we just walk off. That's my name. <laughs> we walk off. Dude, I couldn't remember God. anything. <laughs> I couldn't remember anything. I was so rattled. I was, like, completely in a different, like, I feel like I transported from time. Like, I just entered the pocket dimension. Yeah. And we went to go get food, and I'm eating. And I'm telling, like, my teammate, I'm like, dude, I think I got a concussion. Like, I don't think I feel well. And he goes, don't say that, because then they're not going to play you for the last game. And I'm like, oh, you're right. They're not gonna play me. <laughs> and you know, I was gonna teammate, start solid teammate, <laughs> yeah. helping you out. And uh, yeah, I was telling my coach like, dude, I don't like, I don't think I should like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I lost memory from the game because when I fell, and he goes, you, you don't remember anything from the game. And I'm like, I remember the tackle in the first half, and then I remember the referee blowing the whistle at the end of the game, and that's it. Like. <laughs> A big blackout time gap between that. Like, have you you guys blacked out, right, from drinking? No. No, we got a fucking good boy in the <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, we got a fucking... Oh, I've gotten got really bad, but I've never, like... You've never fully blacked out? No, like... I've, I've blacked out, like, one or two times. I remember. Oh, we got another I good boy good, in the room. I have a good memory, but I just... What you mean? I drank a lot. Like, I got to points where I'm very uncomfortable, but... Yes. You guys never go on benders, or you just like. Maybe, I don't think my body blacks out. I think I'm too like. No, once you once you do it once, then it comes becomes more consistent. And I blacked out when I was like super young. I think I was like 18 when I like first blacked out from drinking. So it just it happens more naturally. A few years ago, I had a close friend die, and uh, they held like a little. It was a big fucking party here. Yeah. And you know Ramon. Yeah, I do. And they held a big celebration in you know remembrance of him. In a place where he used to hang out with a lot of his old friends. Yeah. And I never drink scotch ever, ever. Like, even as a bartender, just, I'll taste it. It's an aggressive drink. I'll taste it, but I'll never sit there and drink scotch all night. Yeah. But they, being Mexicans, who, you know, 
I don't know. <laughs> I want to say, you know, like pay attention to you know what's marketed to us and shit. Yeah, and portion control. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. They loved bucanas. Bucana twelve yeah, year deluxe. Exactly. If you're at any Mexican party, you will see some random guy. Chances are he's got a Gucci belt. The t-shirt is going to be Calvin Klein or Tommy Hilfiger. Crocodile boots. Crocodile boots. It's going to be tucked in to the uh, to the jeans. Let's go the... Western hat. American Eagle jeans. That's all. Getting his girlfriend. Yeah. Definitely hits his girlfriend. Definitely hits his girlfriend. <laughs> he's got a bucket filled with Coronas, Bucanas, and then he's got pineapple juice. And then as you walk out of the bathroom and he looks at you and he goes, Hey, Luis, haven't seen you in a while. How you been? Do you want a drink? And then you're like, yeah, sure. And he pours you a cup that is three quarters bucanas and a splash of pineapple juice. And you look at him and you say, what am I supposed to do with this? And then he goes, it's all you, bro. And then you just walk away. <laughs> exactly. Like mug on their face. Yeah. And they're like, if you don't drink it, you bitch. Bitch. Mama didn't raise no bitch. So you were drinking bucanas this night. I was drinking bucanas that night at that particular remembrance ceremony with a lot of old friends and you know you're sitting there quite literally remembering somebody that you grew up with because he right. was he was a really uh, close friend who um i i i was much closer to him as as a child you know like because he was from the same trailer park yeah he, and we would like call each other like i went back and read like my fucking facebook thread oh isn't that the worst the, thing to do it's the fucking worst and like the dude messaged me when his father was getting deported and like he was like telling me hey man i need somebody to talk to this and that Jeez. and and i did and you just read that shit and you get transported to a different place right yeah reading so, old like, messages are it's like it's from it's, a friend because we it's had a friend scary, yeah? it's almost like it's quite literally like a time machine yeah yeah so i read that from him like and I'm at this party, I'm like thinking about life and like he just passed away from like yeah. a freak car accident. And I had just spoken to him the night before uh his Right. Uh, his, yeah, no, I'm pretty accident. familiar with the story. And uh I'm at this party, I'm getting way too drunk clearly, you know, and I'm drinking bucanas and I've drank too much. Point is we're leaving. Me and Alo are leaving. Yeah. We're on our way home. And I had to tell Alo to pull over. Who's Alo? Alo's my fiance. Uh, Alo is your fiance. Yeah. We had a comment on the, the couple of podcasts that we've produced so far. Uh, we don't explain who the people in the, who we mentioned are. So yeah, Alo's true. your fiance. Yes, perfect. Alo, Alo, my fiance. We're driving. We're driving home, and I have to tell her to pull over. We're in rural roads, dude. Like out in the country. I'm like pull over pull over right now and she's like why what the hell is going on like i have to fucking puke like i need you to pull over please like and she pulls over i'm chilling there puking my guts out and i i'm just puking my guts out and i see lights coming over from this side and i tell Alo, just leave me <laughs> just leave me here to die <laughs> like a fucking dumbass and she, you know, rightfully and smartly tells me, shut the fuck up, get in the car. <laughs> Just uh, throw up. Exactly. How it, bad was that hangover? It was so bad. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember most of this. This is like a, 
like, one of the few the times car you blacked ride out. Yeah, is mostly a recollection from what I got told I was doing the next oh, day. Oh no! Like it, I blacked out. Like I said, yeah, it, it was terrible. It was a terrible car ride. That that has to be the one time in my life where I went like two, three hours where there was a window Just in time. Heavily I was drinking. Gone. I Just was heavily drinking in a different galaxy. At a uh, Scotch night, uh, this was the first time I had gone to a music festival. It's a lot of Palooza, and we were meeting a friend of ours who uh, you've all both in the room met, uh, Alan. And Alan's a really nice guy, and you know when, because he's like you're somewhere around so fun, like it's easier to drink, you know. And we go to the lobby bar of the hotel we were staying at. Uh, shout out to AC Marriott Hotel downtown Chicago on 215 East Street. Uh, make reservations today with the uh, link in the description. Uh, you won't get any percentage off, but uh, you can definitely trash the rooms and they won't say anything to you. So we go to the lobby of the bar. And as I'm sitting there, I see the chalkboard menu. And one of them is like smoked whiskey drinks. So I'm like, oh, it's like and I, you know, I think I was just twenty. We were, I was twenty one at the time, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll drink that. Like, why not? And he's like, the bartender was this guy named George, and he was wearing this really tight low cut V neck. He's like, oh, you want the smoky drink? You want the smoky drink? You want the a smoky? Co- oh, did he have a handlebar mustache? He did not have a handlebar mustache, but he did have facial hair, and he had the skinniest jeans on I had ever seen. Like skinny, like George Mayorga skinny, like they were tight, baby. And uh, he's like, okay, so really, he's, really cradles the pouch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever was in his pockets, I could see from mile away. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh, as you know, young people like you don't normally drink a scotch. Is this a surprise or is this new? And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm just trying to like drink something different, like it looks good and blah blah blah. And he's like, all right. So he proceeds to make uh, my girlfriend Adriana and Alan's cocktails. And he's making them, and then he takes a cutting board from under the table, from under the little bar area, and he puts it on the bar, and he takes, like, a fucking torch, and he just goes, and starts making a giant circle around the the cutting board, and as he's doing that, he puts a glass right over it, and after he puts the glass over it, the glass is just soaking up all this smoke. And he finishes my cocktail, puts it on the bar, puts it in the glass. I'm like, all right. And when I tasted that cocktail, it was the gnarliest flavor I've ever had. Like, I could still taste the smoke. And then you get that peatiness of smoke from the scotch. So I was like, all right, this is pretty good. It was sweet because it had honey and lavender in it. But it was strong enough that I'm like, I'm going to get fucked up off this. And I proceed to have like two or three more. I go to the music festival. At the music festival, I keep drinking. I get really drunk. When we come back, my girlfriend and I decided it's a good idea to go to the lobby bar again because we had so much fun the first time. And as we go to the lobby bar, the guy's like, oh, you guys are back. Ah, it's so fun. And the lobby bar is packed with people. We end up meeting this lovely couple, these two guys who were uh, one of them's name was um, a Wolfgang. And they were both foreign. One of them was uh, like from Europe of some part and the other gentleman was uh he was from chicago but they were just super fun and when we got there we were still like uh, competent enough of, of drinking so we're like yeah we'll get a we'll get a shot we'll buy you guys a shot and we got so fucking drunk and i proceeded to have like two or three more of those whiskey drinks that night and we go to our room 
Like, we were so drunk that the couple was like, you guys should probably go back to your room. Like, you guys are really drunk. And we were <laughs> super... <laughs> somebody tells you. <laughs> we were, you guys should probably go back to your room. I think you guys are done. And so we go back to our room. We're like, all right, you guys aren't fun, blah, blah, blah. And the next day, I I was, I was thought I did. I thought I was dying. Like, I was shaking so bad. And for some reason, I was like, well, I don't want to throw up in this bathroom. I'm going to go down to the lobby and throw up in that bathroom. So in socks, in a t-shirt, and jeans, the same thing I had wore the night before. I just walked down, get in the elevator, go to the lobby bathroom. And this is on like the fifth floor, so it's not like where people are walking in. But people get in the elevator with me. I smell like alcohol. I look like shit. And I just sit in that stall for probably like an hour and a half, just throwing up, shaking. I was so fucking cold. And... (laughs) (laughs) How did you not have someone called on you? (laughs) I was wondering, I'm like... What is like? Does anybody work here? <laughs> am I fucking dying? Like, I could hear people coming in because, like, the little most hotels provide like a breakfast. So people were like coming in from breakfast, just like washing their hands, going to the bathroom, and I'm just sitting there, like, oh, oh, just throwing my fucking brains out and just feeling like absolute garbage. And I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to drink scotch. And I go back upstairs and Adriana, she hadn't woken up at the time. She was just like laying in bed and she was like, where, like, what's going on? <laughs> we fucking blacked out because we went to Lollapalooza and drank a bunch and then came back to the hotel and drank more. Drink more. So that's what we have to do. Yeah, that scotch whiskey uh, at Hangover is just rough. Dude, uh, pre-COVID, before, literally three weeks before everything started happening any regulations started kicking because of covid or shutdowns mask mandates anything like that i was in chicago with alo my fiance yeah and we were having like a little like staycation weekend thing and we were in chicago at probably our favorite restaurant in chicago in the chicago area which yeah. is fogo de chao Ooh, um for nothing but good things yeah for any Anybody who's not aware, Fogo de Chao is a Brazilian steak um, style uh, steakhouse where they have a really, I would say, upscale, nicer uh, buffet line, really nice salad, soups, sides, uh, anything you can think of, um, as well as a variety of awesome cuts of meat. I would say minimum of like eight yeah yeah i mean people know fogo de chow it's yeah. a pretty popular restaurant in chicago no nah, you, you would think that bro but that's amongst us <laughs> that's amongst us a lot of people don't know um but, and then anybody who listens to this i'm like i should go there <laughs> point is we're we're over here we've had this we've gone to this place a bunch of times yeah um but before we we had gone there this was an anniversary weekend and we were like feeling ourselves and we so you're gonna go all out you're yeah, gonna so get we that you're gonna so, get so a we nap, like you're gonna get a dr- We pre-gamed it. And I guess we pre-gamed too hard. <laughs> <laughs> As we get to, to the restaurant, man. We're, we're, are you already faded when you get to the restaurant? We are 100% already faded. And you know, like, me and Allah proceed to still order one more. We really didn't need one. We <laughs> but you have to you're like oh well let's honest. let's have the server make some money yeah. like it's we don't want to be the ones drinking water we're like yeah we're we're this is it's our, our anniversary our anniversary yeah. we're having a good weekend exactly you know? exactly we're feeling ourselves we decided to order one more we really shouldn't have 
and uh, we go on to go get some buffet, uh, some food from the line, the yeah. buffet line, and um, like we start dropping plates. You and, start dropping plates. Yeah, I, I, I was helping some lady like get some food. Yeah. Um, because she was like reaching over me. Yeah. And then I was just like, here, like give me this, and I'll. Or, or uh, right. scoop it up for you. We'll help each other out. Yeah, and she was like, oh, wow, what a great guy, this and that. Like, <laughs> she was over here telling Alo, like, oh, my God, like, this guy's so, like, nice and, yeah. and blah, 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 you know, being a nice, courteous old lady, you know, sweet. And uh, she was doing that. And, like, as I, I guess, I don't know, I, w- I don't know if I wasn't paying attention, but as I turn around, I knock over my own plate um, that I had set down. And, and that thing just goes and breaks <laughs> on the floor. And me and Alo are like, embarrasses all how like what the fuck did this really just happen exactly did this really just happen but we just brush it off whatever yeah oh my bad like <laughs> yeah we're just like yeah you know what my bad you know play cool play cool play yeah cool. um so we go on to get some make it food. look natural we go on like we go on with the rest of our night and we just weren't feeling that good at all like we're just feeling like trash <laughs> we're like and we're both like oh can we just go home? <laughs> Even though we quite literally just paid like sixty bucks. Like yeah, like, now we're gonna have person. to we're gonna have to take this one. We're gonna be like, yeah, we had like one round of food when we usually have like four rounds, dude. We usually kill it there, but we just had to call it a night because just because you were so drunk. We were just not feeling good. We didn't know if like <laughs> we were tipsy or something didn't sit well. But like, yeah, yeah, probably tipsy. Clearly, Damn. obviously tipsy. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we both, that was our last time at Fogo the Child. Are you embarrassed to go back? No, not at all. No. But it was Nobody just... fucking knows you that. <laughs> yeah. No, You're I'm not going to come back again. It's, it's that. Get out of here. No, we didn't have anything that embarrassing. It was, we made an internal decision to go home before we embarrassed yeah, ourselves too much. <laughs> this man is not allowed back in here. Not allowed. I don't think I've ever gotten that drunk at a restaurant, but I've definitely like. Most of our drinking took place in a hotel room. Yeah, exactly. Then we went. It's so hard to drink we at a restaurant. Deep. Like when you're like when you know as a server, like since I've, you know, taken care of people, it is so difficult. When I see people drink that much at a restaurant, I'm like, how? Like, yeah, we'll get another bottle of wine. We'll do this and that. I'm like, bro, are you, you sure? Still, like, yeah. Are you feeling all right? It's Wednesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I understand people who are celebrating something, but I'm like, how are you drinking this much? Like, you're like, Bill, you're here every Wednesday, <laughs> It's just impressive, man. You just man. write better help on a napkin. It's yeah, like you're like, right use over. code BELLY at checkout. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people do it, man. Because, like, it's so expensive, too. Like, a bottle of wine or a bottle of, like, champagne or anything. Like, a bottle of Josh would be $45. Yeah, dude. And 40. that's, like, it's not even that nice. And that's one bottle. If you're sharing yeah. it between two people or more, like, that's really not much. Beautiful segment. Beautiful night. Beautiful night. Uh, boys, beautiful recording. Another one in the books. A happy podcast day. Happy International Podcasters Day. I appreciate uh, the journey so far, and we'll definitely get All more. Our St. Patron, Joe Rogan. Yeah, and, and absolutely. Joe Rogan's the best. He has never said anything that is remotely controversial never. or incorrect. So I just want to say shout out Joe Rogan and uh, everything Working out he stands does for. prevent cancer, by the way. Yeah, just in case fact, you didn't know. fact. And don't worry about uh, wearing a mask or getting vaccinated if you uh, spend an hour in a deprivation tank. 
completely right. prevents COVID-19. Completely right. prevents COVID-19. So uh, with that being said, uh, everybody, thank you for joining us once again and have a good rest of your week.